This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. I wanted to do a podcast on consistency when you're trying to uh, rehab from an injury because it's something that I see a lot in my office and you know there are people that need to come more frequently and that's you know fine with me I love treating people Um, but if you want to have quicker results and not have to come back as frequently then it's necessary to carve out the time in your day to you know, make it a habit and do your exercises every single day. Um, Doing the weekend warrior style and only doing your exercises, but a ton of them all on the weekend is not going to be anywhere near as beneficial as doing 15 minutes of them every single day or breaking up that, uh, Um, repetitive strain thing that happens when you're sitting all day at a desk or sitting all day in the car, breaking up that, that's a strain on the body too. We think of strain on the body as being something intense or very physical, but being sedentary is a strain on the body as well. We're meant to move. We're meant to Um, lubricate our joints through movement and make our lymph system move better with movement. Movement is really key in um, having our body be as functional as possible. And it's just with how our society is set up, we're not really made to move a bunch. And, you know, just because you work out for an hour a day, doesn't negate the 10 hours you spend at your desk. Um, you know, it's great. Uh, but sometimes you need those little things throughout the day to break up that repetitive of 10 hours of sitting. Um, because it's not something you can avoid, especially, you know, you can't all just quit your jobs and, um, change your entire lifestyle. I mean, you could, that would be that would be great, but not everybody has that option. So, um, sometimes doing the exercises that are going to give you that, that cue all throughout the day. Like if you're having a pelvic floor issue and part of it might be coming from sitting at your desk all day and we kind of round our tailbone scoops under it's shortening up our pelvic floor. Um, just every couple hours, stacking your rib cage and your pelvic floor, taking three breaths, and then going back to what you're doing. So you're opening up, you're expanding that pelvic floor. It's so small, but it's going to make a big difference. Or if you have shoulder issues or carpal tunnel or neck issues, doing the burger position every hour 
for 30 seconds. It's a great cue. It's a great way to break up that repetitive um, nature of sitting. And I also give a nice psoas stretch and strengthening thing combo for people to do sort of like the burger when you're sitting, sitting, sitting. Um, the same goes for other repetitive jobs that aren't sitting that might have other issues, maybe uh, upper body or um, low back, that kind of thing. Um, you really can make an incredible change by being consistent with your, your exercises. Again, I love to see people in the office. I feel like my patients are my friends. But if you want to be able to come in less or feel just feel better um, long term, taking ownership of your movement and um, making it a priority is going to be what helps you more and long term. And I'm not saying it like it's an easy thing because it's not an easy thing. And it's, you know, something I struggle with as I put more on my plate, had kids do the online stuff, the podcasting, all of that. My schedule is getting more and more full. And those systems I used to have in place to um, keep myself from getting injured kind of fall by the wayside because you're running, running, running. Um, so I get it. And I had an injury last year myself um, because I stopped doing my prehab exercises. And I no, I know better than anyone else that that can happen. I see it every day in the office and I still let myself do that. And so I get it. It's a, it's a tough thing, but if you want to make that, that necessary change, that's going to be important. Um, what I had happen was, uh, a hip issue. Um, I danced my whole life and all through all the way through college. I did a ton of yoga that really relied on my uh, over flexibility and less on my strength. And I, as I, you know, when you come out of school, you don't know, you usually you keep learning. So as I kept learning and doing more rehab and that type of thing after school. I learned the importance of centrating my joints and all of that. And I knew that I would be prone to deterioration of my hip joints because of how flexible and lax, how lax my ligaments are in my hip. And I didn't, um, didn't keep up with the exercises that I put in place because I know that I am prone to these things. And from October until January, I woke up one day and could not move my left hip without sharp, bring you to your knees pain. And I'm talking sharp, terrible pain. And that is coming from someone who gave birth without drugs or an epidural to a 10 pound giant headed baby. So it was bad. <laughs> and I was so upset with myself because I know better. I had exercises that I did to avoid this and I got lazy. <laughs> and I essentially let, let it happen to myself. Um, so 
I can tell you that doing 15 minutes of my exercises every day to prevent that injury was way easier than trying to rehab the injury. And I started rehabbing it in February or March. And right now I don't have any sharp pain. I have tightness because of, um, it's like a, it's your brain's defense mechanism to protect the area. Um, but it's 95% better. And I'm trying to work in a safe way to return to those super hypermobile postures that I did in yoga, like Lotus and the binds and all of that with my joints centrated so that I can safely open back up with the head of the femur sitting nice and even in the acetabulum for the hip. Um, so trying to do it the right way with some strength behind it. And, you know, it was a long road and it didn't immediately magically fix when I started doing my exercises again. And I had to spend a little more time and I had to tweak things and see where was I actually weak at um, and those kind of things. And it probably took me about 20 minutes a day, but it had to be every day. And it had to be things that you probably wouldn't think of. Like I did more, I didn't really focus on the hip. I didn't foam roll the hip. I didn't foam roll that area that was painful because that's not where the dysfunction was coming from. So I know sometimes when I give exercises to patients and it's not directly related to the thing that's painful, they're like, oh, I don't want to, I'm going to skip that because it doesn't seem like it's going to make a difference. I caution you to still do it because that is usually the site of pain is a response to something and it's not the area that's really giving you, you the issues. So, um, yeah, so I really doubled down on my core work and my pelvic floor work and my adductors. So that would be my inner thighs. And I was able to sleep again because I sleep on my side with my leg up. And every time I brought my leg off, that sharp pain would bring get wake me up. I couldn't even sit at the head of my treatment table because my knees would have to be slightly out at that 90 degree angle. I can do all of those things again. But I, as I am getting busy trying to launch this course that I'm working on, I'm getting, I haven't been as active with my exercises and it's just been a little less consistent and I can feel a little twinginess. So, you know, your exercises might be a lifelong thing. And that doesn't mean that you're, you're not addressing it, it or fixing it. It just means that maybe you're prone to it. And with like the work I do and the things I do every day, and I do a lot of commuting, I do a lot of driving where my tailbone tucks under, my pelvic floor gets shortened. Um, 
you have to be aware of the things that you do in your day that unless you're going to change your whole lifestyle, you might have to do these preemptive exercises to avoid injuring yourself. And that's just being smart so that you can still do the things that you love. Like I love doing yoga. So for me to go to an Ashtanga class and not be able to do half of it on my one leg with the postures was really uh, humbling, frustrating. Um, yeah. So just a little insight into, you know, your, your provider, your doctor struggles with it. It's not easy, but if you want to be able to do the things that you love, you'll make that consistent, um, work happen. And, uh, another example, much more impressive than my example <laughs> would be my dad had a motorcycle accident, not this summer, but last summer, right after a couple days after he retired, he is a bit of a workaholic like myself and had just retired, wrecked his motorcycle, fractured his scapula or his shoulder blade in two places, 13 rib fractures, most of them were displaced, tore up his hand, punctured his lung, blood in his lung, was hospitalized for 10 days, um, had a chest tube, broke his collarbone in two places. He could barely move, walk. I mean, everything was excruciating. It was a pretty rough go. And um, as he's leaving the hospital and is like a hobbling shell of himself, he asked the orthopedic surgeon when he could golf again, because that is his passion. Um, and they told him next summer and he nearly died because that's what he wanted. Even when he was working like a crazy person, he still golfed every month of the year, no matter how bad the weather and usually twice a week. Um, so to be finally done with work and have that prognosis, he was not thrilled. So he was my most frequent flyer patient. So lucky for him, he didn't have to deal with the constraints of rehab in the insurance sense, because I'm sure for insurance purposes in an injury like his, he would have gotten, you know, I don't know, twice a week for a few weeks, once a week for a few weeks. And then like, okay, just let those ribs heal and let that scapula heal back together. Um, I worked with him almost every day. And um, I, that's, you know, that's important. And we worked with all sorts of things, rock blades, cupping, taping, light mobilizations, um, working on the muscles because they were a wreck from all that trauma. And that's important. But what he killed it at was his homework. He had a checklist and he is a type A. And I said, this is what's going to help you golf quicker. And he did everything on that checklist every single day. That is, that was his new job. He went from working 60 hours a week to rehabbing all day, every day. So, um, 
And it was a variety of things and weird out there things. It wasn't like PT exercises all day, every day. It was breathing, getting his um, diaphragm to work again. It was working with his lymph system because that inflammation was crazy. Um, it was slowly mobilizing the shoulders so that he could get back into that golf swing. Um, but I, I mean, he has every, every tool you see in my video, he has them all. <laughs> he has the balls. He has, I use vibrating tools to help stimulate your vagus nerve to downregulate your nervous system. If you're in that fight or flight response mode, you don't heal as well. So I was trying to downregulate him as much as possible to get his healing as optimal as possible. Um, so he used vibration things on his feet and on his diaphragm and all those, those things and the lymphatic pump moves and all these, these things that he did, even though to him, he was like, how the heck is this going to help my shoulder and my rib cage so that I can swing a golf club? Um, and instead of having to golf, not until the next year, he was golfing in by the end of the summer and shooting in the seventies. Partially, you know, because he's crazy, but also because he was so consistent. Consistency can create magical outcomes. I just can't say it enough. And, you know, he magically had the time to be able to be so consistent with his exercises. And we hit it from all the different points, mobilization, lymph system, nervous system, everything. We addressed everything. Um, and he was able to, to get back to what he loved doing. And if he didn't, he was going to drive my mother crazy. So it was for the good of the family, but, um, he actually ended up having another accident this the, about a year later. So this past summer, he fell off of the four-wheeler onto the driveway going up some ramps into his truck. So he broke three more ribs. But he is getting back from that. And he did that four weeks before he was supposed to go golfing in on a big golf trip overseas. And... Usually ribs take longer than that to heal, but we cupped, we did all sorts of things to try to reduce the inflammation. And in four weeks after breaking three ribs, he was able to um, golf 36 holes a day without a cart. So he got to do his trip. He is the king of consistency until he's able to golf again. As soon as he's able to golf again, he is the worst with doing his exercises. He has this goal, he gets it, and then he slacks off. So we have to work on that with him. But <laughs> when faced with having to do nothing, he is super consistent. So I guess it's what is your, and that was the same with me. Maybe we're way more alike than either of us realize, but I let life just derail my my exercises and I didn't see it until it hit me like a truck 
that I can't move my leg and I can't even treat patients because I can't sit at the head of my table, my treatment table. And then, you know, then we put in this effort every single day because we will get better ASAP. So I think every person has that point and, um, it's what is that point for you? When is it going to be so bad that you want to do these things every single day, um, to make that magical outcome? Um, or what kind of things do you want to accomplish or even figuring out that this, whatever it is that you're suffering with doesn't have to be the norm. Um, and not even when I look at it from an even more holistic point, ideally you have all the different parts in play. You, you see, you do my stuff with the musculoskeletal system, the breath work, works both musculoskeletal system and stress response because it's working on downregulating your nervous system. You would meditate or um, see someone to work on the mental stress. You would increase your water intake. You would get your nutrition dialed in because you can also create tons of inflammation through your nutrition. Um, there are lots of different facets that control how we heal. Um, and ideally, in a perfect world, we would address all of those things and try to be consistent. But I would start with baby steps so that it's more attainable, palatable to your life, that kind of thing. So even if it's just that 30-second daily, every hour stretch at your desk, Start there and then add little things every couple weeks. So you create that habit, create the block, carve out that time every day for yourself and then add something little each week till you're at the point where you're more active, less inflamed um, and in less pain um, because we want it to be to be something that you can sustain, not not an hour every day that is going to um, make it just not fit into your schedule. So that is my soapbox talk on <laughs> consistency with a few examples from, you know, to show you that it can be done and that we're all human and even your practitioner can get their butt kicked by an injury. So Thank you for listening. And if you have any questions or anything like that, just drop it below or email me and I will talk to you next week. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.